Welcome, Welcome to, to Power, Power of X-Men, 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 the greatest, the greatest comic book podcast in all of the multiverse. During the whole making of X-Men and the casting of X-Men, I was there in the production office. Remember, you don't need to scream for help when Banshees are around. Was it supposed to be Jean or was it supposed to be Madeline? I drew that image and a deliberate hint. Things to come. What makes Marvel Legends so special? Just the partnership with Marvel, you know, continuing to work with Jesse Falcon. This is your special guest host, Mr. Sinister. <laughs> you, know, you would never put Storm in a ponytail. That would be well, weird. You could, but that would be weird. Answer. But giving it to Jean kind of made her the girl next door that everybody could talk to. When I met Stan, he was very gracious and, and, and very kind. This is the Power of X-Men podcast. I am your host, Dayspring. Hope you survive the experience. What's up, Familia? We're going to be talking about Inferno today, and I'm so excited. I have some whiskey here because we are going to, we're going to get into it. We're going to get into everything that happened in Inferno. Mini made it. Mini made it. Check out my decanter here. What's up, Merboy Tears? What's up, everyone? So we do have Cole Daniel joining. I am pouring some whiskey. I put in some St. George uh, raspberry liqueur. Boom. Ah. Uh, no one likes a show off. <laughs> Sorry. I know. I got this at in New Orleans, actually. I miss traveling so much to like places like New Orleans. Um, Boom, boom, boom. We have Cole Daniel, who is my co-host over at Masters of Comic Books, joining. And so we can chat. What's up, Reese? What's up, Warlion? What's up? What's up? (laughs) Hello. What's going on? How are you doing? Hello, hello. I'm doing fantastic. How are you? spring it's fine it's like we didn't just have like a quick meeting to go over notes for an episode we have coming up <laughs> nope that didn't happen at all that didn't happen at all should we should we kind of tease who we're gonna have on masters of comic books next week i'm bad at teasing so you can do it <laughs> um they're an ex writer but they are also on other books i don't know you know the thing about wow that's that very vague gets- the thing i think it's a very fun a very fun um x writer and i think a lot of people i think everything she does she does very well and she's really oh look and she there we go there you go she she so tease nasa just put it out there i know you know the thing about not putting it out there it's i always every time i'm like oh we're gonna do this i get kind of nervous that someone won't confirm but um so we, 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 we're done with our episode outline and we're going to be sending it off and we're supposed to record on Friday. So very looking forward to it. Yeah. And, so once excited. We, and once, listen, once we have that interview recorded and Cole uploads it to the drive, <laughs> like the raw files, then we are good. Yes. Teeny or Leah, <laughs> Teeny Howard, she, hmm. Yeah, we, uh, we, we, I'm not going to give any more uh, teases here, but we are here to talk spoilers for inferno yes w cole weathers what's up um so finally inferno number one came out was by jonathan hickman and by ledio ski that's how you pronounce it ski 
And um, Cole, why don't you tell us some of your initial thoughts? Wait, before we begin, though, guys joining, it says it right there in the title. I'm saying it right now. I'm giving you guys a warning right now. Spoilers afoot. We are going to be talking spoilers for Inferno. We're going into great detail. So with that being in mind, if you don't want to hear spoilers, leave. Get out. But Get if you out. do... Stay. I, yeah, we love. Yeah. We, we want yeah, to Yeah, we're just going to have fun. Yeah. Look, look at all the people joining. We have John. We have Nick. We have SOS. We have Hector. Uh, Destiny's back. Yes. War Lion is here. Um, today's my day. Inferno and Spidey at Cold Daniel 99. Yes. Today was a good day. I woke up so early to read both of those right away. Wait, Cole, not you, Cole. Cole Weathers is lit. So I got to get lit there. So why don't you say your, what were your thoughts, Cole, on Inferno? General thoughts. I liked it. I mean, if I, this is Hickman at its best. I really think so. I mean, this was a great opening chapter to his, guess, like final swan song with X-Men right now. And I really enjoyed it. And I think Valerio Schitti did a great job on the book or through the art as well. Um, there are a few instances, I will admit, where it seems a bit rushed. I mean, you and I mentioned that earlier before we did this. But overall, great opening issue, I think. And I think it left it on a great cliffhanger that monthly comics should end on cliffhangers like that. Yeah. So I'm going to agree with you. I think this is hmm, – I don't think it has – it had the impact Hoxpox did or House of X1 did. But it's the vibe that I've been wanting from since Hoxpox. And that's Fair. that Fair. was my and Hoxpox was my introduction back to really get into comics last year. So it was great to see all of that again. Yeah, I thought I I thought it does feel like an extension of House of X and Powers of Ten. It feels middle of the road story right now. It almost feels like Messiah War, not mm -hmm. Second Coming or AVX. Um I thought you know, I think Hickman's writing here was really interesting. I don't know what it is about like my reading habits now. I'm kind of, I'm kind of looking at things from a story beat perspective. Like, why are things planted there? I think because of all this Claremonting we're seeing in the books. Yeah. But, um, I there were some things that I kind of was like, okay, that's just a weird thing to mention, and that's fine. There's nothing inherently wrong with putting that in the story. The art, look, I love Valerio's art so much. Valerio is one of my favorite writers. I loved him on Sword. My two notes here are, one, why are they having him recreate panel for panel what Pepe Larraz already did in House of X2? That is mm -hmm. absurd to me because Pepe Larraz did such a great job with those panels. Why, why, why not let Valerio do his own, his own interpretation of that as opposed exactly. to... As opposed to recreating it. And like we got like a different, you know, scene within there, like the, the beat where she talks about like Moira's mind is like a landfill and she can see the doubt and all the stuff. And that was really well done. I'm glad Valeria was able to put a stamp on it. But oh Michelle's here for spoilers. That's it, guys. <laughs> Michelle Waffle Dedos in the house. That's it. That's it. We have our we have our, our celebrity with us. But like we finally made it. We finally made it, God. <laughs> but do you remember when we had Michelle on Masters of Comic Books? That was the best. Discussing our top five female superheroes. That was so fun. She's our player three. Oh, yes, she is. Yeah. And we're not allowed to call anyone else a player three because Michelle will always be our player three. She but claimed that title. 
she claimed that title. I love her so much. And she just started a new page with her husband, Adventures in Collecting. Guys, go check out that page. It's so great. They have such wonderful so collector items and it's awesome. But anyway, back to Bruno. <laughs> I felt like, okay, so the, I, the, the, the panels that were throwing back to House of X 2, where Moira is being burned by Destiny Mystique, again, the panel for panel recreation, I thought was so unfair because Pepe Loraz did that perfectly well. Valerio, it's just, you're gonna inherently compare it. So yeah. I, wasn't, I wasn't there for it. I think I said this when we were talking about our, I was about to give out the name of the person we're interviewing, our outlining for mm -hmm. this episode. I think, I think it's like almost like casting someone to be James Dean and rebel without a cause and telling them to follow James Dean verbatim. Like, no, let them do their own thing. Let them do their own interpretation. Uh, yeah. The second note I have, listen, this is a 50 page book. So I want to be very careful how I say this because I don't want to throw any hate. The art, and I love Valerio very much. I love him in Sword. I think the art was rushed. It felt a little rushed from some panels. There are some, I will agree. There are some panels that just seemed a bit rushed. And mm -hmm. I, I hate to say it, it almost, with Inferno, I feel like this is almost something we should have gotten, you know, almost in the X-Men title, you know? Like yeah. something we could have ha happened a lot earlier and maybe the pandemic kind of ruined that and this was like the next alternative, you know? Yeah, I'm still confused with everything on the scheduling. Like, is this supposed to be his second act? You know, like, mm -hmm. the, 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 is there a third act that's eventually going to come? I think yes, but I think Hickman has come out and said, oh, what's my third act, you know, that I never got to do or stuff like that. I don't know what it is. It all sounds like really clever marketing. But guys, we're going to talk in great detail about Inferno again. Spoilers everywhere. But um, why don't you guys throw in the comments what you guys thought of Inferno, your general reactions, and then um, throw it into the chat box. No question mark. Just throw in some questions. I see that we have some already, and we'll address them. But I, wanna, I do want to break up what we're going to discuss today, Cole, with the good and the bad, because like... When I read this last night, I stayed up till three in the morning. I mean, I was already. How were you up. even? How were you even able to process any of it? So, so okay. So I did an interview with my old contemporary at Wizard Ben Morse, who went on to work at Marvel and did so much great stuff at Marvel. Um, and he was part of the weekly podcast, and he did a lot of that stop animation and the too long didn't reads. But um, I, I was kind of just like jazzed after speaking with him. And I realized, oh, it's two in the morning. One more hour, it's going to release on Comixology. So I stayed up. I read it. I loved it when I initially read it. And then I went to bed and I reread it again this morning. And I was rereading it as I was getting drilled at the dentist. So, so maybe I was a little... <laughs> but I read it a third time in anticipation of this. So like my initial thing was I loved it very much. But I do have some mixed feelings on stuff i think there's a lot of good and i think there's a lot of bad and from what i've seen in the dms that have been coming in a lot of people are kind of divided on that too no mm -hmm. one has but no one has said okay it's okay everyone's been like i didn't like it or i loved it so i figure we can divide what what's good and what's bad and, and i'm curious what were some of the things you thought were were good um some of the things i thought were good i'm looking back at it real quick um i loved um how it started out with um, the X-Force uh, basically going after like um, uh, crap what the Orcus. hell is his name Orcus yeah I was gonna say Omega yeah Orcus and um, but I loved how the Orcus events 
right before it we were describing and they kept on throwing um him into the sun and it yeah. still did not work because <laughs> like this is other stuff that i love when hickman does and i love like the little orcus map too in the beginning and all like the i it was really good and the data sorry, pages you, are go next ahead level. yeah yeah, no, the data pages are so great. I, I'm glad, you know, I was never, I don't absorb the data pages. I'm just going to say this straightforward. As a reader, I look at them. Um, oh, Geeky JP and a Geeky Gay Guy are in the house. Uh, Geeky <laughs> JP said there were typos. Uh, can you put, throw it in the comments? Geeky yeah, I'm really JP? curious about those. T tell us about the typos. Oh my God, we have eight questions in here. Wait, guys, oh, wait, let, 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 let's get through some of our, our feels really quickly. Um, I... Here's the thing. Okay, so this this is technically in my bad category. I'm going to just stay with my good because I yeah. want to be very positive out, out the gate. So my good was I love that first page with Emma resurrecting Charles. And I'm assuming that's Magneto. His hair looked brown in it, but like whatever, sure. Like Jean's hair looked brown. There was like a brunette in Hawk's box that wasn't Mystique or Monet or, or Jean. So fine. <laughs> I, wish, I wish Emma would have done like the weird... Uh, dance that Professor Xavier did when he well, went in the first did. phase. She's like, it was yeah. a little, yeah. I mean, but it's like Emma. It's like Emma cool. It's Emma she. Yeah, the yeah. way she did that. <laughs> but I love that. I love. I I'm wondering what's happening. My, my guess is that Mystique probably assassinated Magneto and Xavier before they had a chance to destroy Destiny's samples, and they're mm -hmm. resurrected without the memories that Mystique did it. So that's what I'm thinking kind of happened in those scenes right there. So I like that. I thought there was a great air of mystery. It's a callback to Hawk's box. Well, yeah, of course, this is taking place in the future and stuff. But it, it's totally like a Hickman thing to do, which and I really like that beginning right there. Like, mm -hmm. I know it's like a recreation of the uh, from Hawk's box and stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's like it's a, like a good like, here's what um, is going to happen in the future. But you don't know why yet. I love that little mystery to it. Chaotic guy says, personally, I like how dramatic it got. There, that council scene at the end, I mean, we'll talk about it in a second. That was dramatic. That, that was pure drama. Uh, Warline says, the trial Magneto ended by them dying. <laughs> That's hysterical. <laughs> um, Geeky JP says, the one I remember is when Xavier and Eric confront Myra, and she says, the two you, the, the two you refuse to listen to me missing of two of you. Yep, yep, yep. Um, Merboy Tear says she resurrected Destiny like Magneto and Charles were dead. Yeah, so I thought those were like really great scenes. Uh, the other thing I really liked um, that I wasn't expecting was seeing Moira's third life in ruins, like Valerio's art there, and then mm -hmm. showing her current life. But I was confused because she's holding a book that says Project Cure. So here's the thing. Here are the so, two questions I have. Oh, go, go. Okay, yeah. Well, I was going to say, we. I feel like, so like we kind of got like a more deep dive into that conversation with mystique destiny and mora mm -hmm. that we saw in hawksbox and this i want to say this is almost like a different perspective yeah which i think because there's some wording that's different in this conversation than there is in hawksbox of course yeah um and so like maybe because is that that's still is that still destiny's journal that she's looking through no, I don't think that's Destiny's journal. So that's the thing. Guys in the comments, you you let us know. Here's the thing. I thought that was Destiny's diaries. I, I was all here for it. But it says Project Cure on it. So I'm like, I guess so. That's weird. Why does she have Project Cure here? Did she somehow get 
of notebook from her previous life transported to this life? Did she recreate that notebook? Is she responsible for the cure that we saw in Astonishing X-Men? You know, I know Dr. Rao gets a credit for it. Dr. Rao gets a credit for it, but was Moira somehow funding it from the shadows or guiding it from the shadows? Um, so yeah, so Geeky JP says, yeah, it was her third life uh, cure research. So like, why did she yeah, just I'm looking retranscribe at now, it? There's like, I don't know. Well, it it's all burned and stuff. Like maybe yeah. could it well, have been recovered and then? But it's a previous life. That's like, that's like me killing you right now. And then in the next life, how dare you, you? I know, and I would, bitch, and I wouldn't <laughs> even have you resurrected. <laughs> oh my like goodness! If, it's like if I killed you right now, and you know your your soda is your your cup is left behind, and then in your next life where you've grown and lived your life, you somehow have that soda. Like doesn't make any okay. sense to me. I get what you're meaning now. Right, just it's it weird. is a little Look, interesting. It's yeah. fine. It's fine. Maybe she recreated it, like something like that. I'm just curious, like. Because she starts off in uterus, so she doesn't come back with things. So that's the stuff that I'm kind of curious about. Maybe she recreated those notes, and she was responsible for the cure from Astonishing X-Men. Regardless, I like the questions that pose, and Moira has black nail polish. And yeah. I'm motherfucking here <laughs> for that bitch having black nail polish. I'm like, yeah. Moira McTaggart is 110% that bitch. She can read a room. <laughs> She's the smartest person in the room. She can cure mutantum and she gets her nice mammy. So I'm here for it. Um, Merboy Tear says, maybe Destiny recreated it from a vision of a former life. I agree. That's what I was thinking. Like maybe perhaps it was, um, it was uh, Destiny's Diaries with a, a cure section to it. Oh man, guys, Hyrule Commander just joined. Let's give a shout out to Hyrule Commander. Love that page. Such great <laughs> salty memes. <laughs> um, Mini made it says I'm with at Merboy Tears. Yeah, I agree. I think Merboy Tears. I, I'm with that as well. So the other thing I loved about Inferno was Doug and Warlock. That's a big story because, um, and I'm just looking at my notes here. Um, yeah. Because in Powers of Ten, we saw that the Phalanx is responsible for giving humans that like propulsion up the evolutionary ladder. And that is why mutants then splinter off as just kind of like an evolutionary dead end because the phalanx and the huma humans evolved together past the cosmos. So my question here is what's going on with Warlock? Is he like a Trojan horse on Krakoa? Um, what's going on with Bay? I mean, listen, I like Bay. You know, I love, I love Doug Ramsey. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't like them together. So like break up that marriage. You know, when he was here, like, when he was here, like, oh, you know, I'm so in love. I'm like, ooh, that's good. From an editorial perspective, he's in love. Break his heart. You know, so, like, I'm here for it. I love his morning think? routine. <laughs> that cup that says, like, I flower Krakoa. Isn't that, that – that's adorable. Like, mm -hmm. oh, man. That's a great – I mean, I thought that was sweet. And, like, um, when he went to Kiss Bay and then he's just leaving all happy and stuff, mm -hmm. I just thought it was a nice, beautiful way of, of a morning yeah. So I'm wondering, like, um, I think, who said this? Uh, Hyrule Commander. Hey, yo, what's up? Hyrule Commander. Um, Warline says post-humans vibes. Yeah. So we know the Phalanx is responsible for post-humanity. And, and, and that's why the mutants always lose. So the fact that this thread is coming up again, I'm really happy. That was mm -hmm. a big thread in, in Hawksbox. The other thread, which going back to Moira's third life, Moira's third life, 
destiny and it's reiterated here again. And I think it's why Moira has a sense of urgency. She may have an 11th life based on the choices she makes in her 10th life. What, what that means? Who knows? Well, I also, well, I was going to say, I, maybe she has unlimited lives and it's just, she doesn't, and destiny saw that she doesn't make it past her 10th. Do you think destiny is just like trolling her? And be, because destiny was like, listen, you think you're immortal. You think your your mutant power grabs you some kind of immortality. Fact of the matter is, no. You have ten lives, eleven based on the choices you make, and then you're dead like all of us. But does that mean that maybe De Moira is killed by Destiny and Mystique before her mutant power surfaces? Because I think that was one of the loopholes. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's all vague. Yeah. It yeah, purposely vague. Yeah. To me, Moira just gets resurrected. You know, and that's another question that I think, I, I don't remember if I talked about this with Jordan D. White, but so when Moira dies, does the timeline get resetted or is it just like a different universe altogether? You know, like let's say, you know, for lack of better terminology, that's Earth 5 and then Earth 616 is where we're at now. If she dies now, does Earth 616 get rebooted or... You know, is it like a new timeline? I don't know. Yeah. Um, Warline says, um, at From the Ashes caught that Moira has infinite lives unless she dies in womb. Okay, fair. I mean, it, it's just Destiny says that like you have 11 lives if you make the right choices in 10. So I'm, I, I trust From the Ashes. I think they're great. Um, <laughs> the other thing I loved, I loved Bishop being crowned. Yeah, as, like, I, I the just head. got there, yeah. Yeah, what did you think? I love that. And I, I, so like Cyclops, um, stands down of course. And I think, cause, um, with Jean not there too, I feel like it really helps their, like builds a relationship of like they do things together, which I really appreciate and love. But and then with Bishop, um, being what, what is it called? Like, um, like commander or something. Is that what it's called? Um, I being the new commander of the captains. Yeah. I love that he like he finally gets this role. I feel like it was something long coming, and I'm glad it's happening too. Did this happen without the council or? No, I think the council. Uh, the well, yeah, I mean the council did not sanction it, but the council approved it essentially. Okay. So like, here's the thing though. I I I think it's brilliant that you have an enemy like Nimrod, who has always been your future enemy, and that you would put someone like Bishop, who is from the future as part of like your lead task force, you know, yeah. like 100%. I thought it was great. I think Cyclops has his hands full with the X-Men um, in their treehouse in Central <laughs> Park. So I'm like, I'm right there for it. I think Bishop is one of those characters that, you know, you just naturally see in a leadership position. It's never been given it. So 100% happy with it. Um, and I love the scene where they all go to Madripoor to drink and like part of the initiation is to pick fights. I thought that was so great. Yeah. Uh, and, and plus that like with the sunset and stuff is just drawn beautifully with uh, Cyclops' arm over uh, Bishop's shoulder. It's so sweet. It's so sweet. It's so good. Uh, my buddy Phil, who just sent me all of his Gambit swag that we going to post after our <laughs> live, just join. What's up, Phil? That's one of my best friends ever. Um, Captain to Michael says she's going to kill Moira's mom if she finds something to happen. <laughs> oh man, that would be brutal. Brutal. Um, yeah, I I think, you know, they would pull something like that. Um, what I love 
about the issue the most, though, was the ending. I think it was so Game of Thrones style with Destiny making that entrance and, like, everyone just having their gasp. Emma twiddling her hair. Everyone's like, <gasps> and then Destiny just comes up and sits next to Magneto, which I thought was phenomenal. Oh, my God. Like, you could, like, cut the tension with the damn knife. Like, wow. Like, because yeah. you, you have Mystique just going, come forth, mutant. And then you have, like, that... uh uh, three by two uh, panels of just everyone looking. You got Kate, Emma, and then you have Shaw just like, <laughs> yeah. Well, and then you have, and then you have Nightcrawler. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's his stepmom. So I know, <laughs> I know. It's just crazy. And then I you mean, have Sinister like... laughing. So my, my thing is, I really want Rogue to be part of, of Inferno now. Because the last time Destiny was alive was during Necrotia, and she had that beautiful scene with Rogue where she says, like, where Rogue is like, Mom, I want to tell you about my life. And Destiny's like, I've seen it all, and I need to tell you when the time comes, you'll know what to do. You are bound to that child, which was hope, in ways that matter. And Rogue just gives her a hug and says, I love you, Mom. Let me stay here with you right before you you die after the queen's magic dies and it dies within you and destiny goes no i'm alone when i die remember me like this with the wind you know running through me beautiful beautiful so wow that was well-written dialogue <laughs> that was that's mike carey uh, x-men legacy is so great so i want to see rogue here you i know? need to check that out i never read that you've never read x-men eject eject <laughs> Um, I started so reading last year. I know it's totally get off my back. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna do a deep dive into X Men Legacy. We have to do X Men Legacy. Um, so that's a good. I want to know what everyone else thinks was really good out of here. Throw it in the comments. So, um, when they talked to Mora, Mora, uh, in the with uh, Xavier and uh, Magneto and stuff, I mean, she's definitely wanting destiny not in the picture at all yeah do you think that was really xavier giving sinister um the uh, uh destiny's like genes or whatever so what i think i mean yeah again like we saw i think sinister and xavier in that moment xavier's looking at sinister and it's like did you really give it to me and yeah. but i think again to, re to reiterate what i was saying earlier i think they did get her, her, her backups and her DNA, and then Mystique killed them before they had a chance to dispose of them, and that's why they were able to bring it back. That's what I think happened. I'm sure something's going to happen that I didn't foresee. But, um, you know, one of the things that I didn't like about that scene with Moira and Xavier, it just felt like a little repetitive um, from, from the end of Hawk's Box. Because, like, yeah, we get that. Destiny can't be in here. They're in Moira's no room. Like, not, not, nothing's changed. They're just reiterating something that had already been established. Mm -hmm. Moira has a sense of urgency now, and I wonder why. Is it because Nimrod is now online? And, you know, they're questioning, like, in all your other lives, did you ever have a chance to befriend and, like, make the, the machines an ally? Which I really do like that perspective. But, um, you know, that, that scene just felt overly drawn out if that makes sense well it it's almost just kind of reminding us mm -hmm. you know it's it's just like one of those weird things you kind of need to do like they did in older comics i mean you just kind of gotta reestablish why this is all happening you know 
Right, but like add like I I just wish there would have been another layer dimension to the. Mystery, well, yeah, I you know? I agree with you on that one too. I was like I was agreeing with you <laughs> because we had like because we had two big scenes where it was so the big two scenes of the issue were the Mora Magneto and Xavier scene and the Destiny Mystique and Mora scene and we already got those in Hawk's box and look this is a fifty page comic let's assume the next issues are all going to be fifty pages fine you know build up your story i get it you want to take off in the proper way because here here i am being a hypocrite with trial magneto i'm like they're not giving any context here so hickman's giving context i'm, I'm gonna give him that but like hey, we I, had we had horticulture come back i just like i'm really curious like what yeah horticulture was so wonderful <laughs> that, that was really funny but like i just <laughs> what I flavor just... is it diabetes <laughs> Um, I'm just curious, like, why we just didn't get some more layers spun into it, especially since most people will read Hawksbox and then Inferno. But, um, okay, one thing I did not like at all was the Orcus scene, because I think yeah. Orcus outsmarted the mutants. In, in, again, in the, in the same way that I think Sinister has genuinely outsmarted, um, hang on, let me just get Apollo because he's barking, in a way that, like, Sinister has genuinely like outsmarted the council like i feel that like i feel that like orcas brings up the valid point here which is like they keep sending the same mutants over and over here to like to like to like stop us and like they never learn and i wouldn't really think that's too big of an issue i'd just be like yeah um but the idea of mutant resurrection is being so closely guarded from the press from the Avengers, why are you going to give this big secret away so casually and so obviously to your greatest enemy? You know, if you're going to tell anyone that you can resurrect, tell the Avengers. And again, mm -hmm. Trial of Magneto, like, was so, like, they, they made it such a point to be like, no, 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 they can't come here. You know what I mean? Like, you, the Avengers can't see this tower. Oh, my God. And, like, Emma has to do this whole song and dance. And then obviously we're seeing it in X-Men play out that like they don't want the press to find out about mutant resurrection. Why give it away so obviously to the enemy that's trying to wipe you out then? Yeah, that's very true. And I don't know. It, so you didn't like that scene at all? That scene at all? I mean, it's fine. I, I get it. Like the mutants have been trying to to take on Orcus this entire time. You know, yeah. they're at this point it's like desperate for. They're desperate for, 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 for getting them resolved. But it just, it just seemed like a really weird situation. You know what I mean? Like Merboy, Merboy tears the same plot hole. Sorry, Apollo's coming back. Yes. Say hi. Hey, Apollo. Um, so, you know, it just seemed like, I don't know. Like, it's just, I wouldn't, I would, I would forgive but I feel like editorial is on the X slack and they are so on the page with everything. I'm just trying to think like, what are they trying to say here? I mean, and, and it, maybe is it just another plot point for yeah. a future like story? I mean, I mean, that's basically all of Hickman's X-Men run was. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the other thing that I wasn't really like completely wild about was why haven't they filled the council seats yet? You know what I mean? That that's something to me that I'm like like when they mentioned redoing the council, I'm like, yeah, absolutely. You should be redoing the council. Like why <laughs> I know like maybe it's been like a month since Ten of Swords, you know, story time, but like yeah. why 
why from an editorial standpoint have we not filled those councils it just those council seats it just felt really weird and and why why could destiny just walk into a council meeting without anyone noticing like yeah that i will admit that is like, <laughs> i'm gonna I mean, pour but, some more whiskey for that one <laughs> sorry i mean you gotta keep up with the dramatic i mean you, i the loved drama. it don't get me i loved it don't get me wrong i loved it but like come on security shit <laughs> <laughs> um, the evolution is an illusion, you know, uh, says Warlion. Hickman referred to that idea before. Yep. Uh, mm -hmm. Mermoy Tears says, uh, can't Magneto and Lorna just chunk Orcus into the sun and call it a day? I mean, that's pretty great. Oh, my God. Cole Weathers says Ten of Swords was better, Whisper. I, don't, hey, I, lo I love Tennis Swords. If you listen to our crossover with Geekable, I go in deep, deep detail why I like it. I'm curious about, like, you know what? Let's, I, is this going to end with Resurrection becoming a major thing? Let's see. Um, all right. What do you mean see. by major thing? Like, is it going to be a major thing? Like, is it going to be, like, uh, media? I'm sorry, Apollo's growling. He's being oh, like yeah. Seattle. Is it going to be, like, revealed to the media and the world? Hang on, I'm going to move into my geek room. Um, is it going to be revealed to the media and the world that resurrect the mutants can resurrect? And is that going to be, like, a big thing for for the mutants, you know, now? Well, it's, well yeah, because it's, I mean, and what implications Yorick, is that going to have? Well, yeah, because Ben Urich is um, trying to figure that out as well in the main X-Men title, so... Yeah, again, like it just seems odd that like you wouldn't tell Ben Urich, but you're gonna you're gonna let Orcus, you know, know before the Avengers and stuff like that. It just seems like poor tact, is all mm -hmm. I'm saying. That's all. And and why? And like, yeah, they bring up the valid point. They're not learning from their experiences. They're dying all the same way, which is fine. Like, that that makes sense to me. From well, because they're not backed up, right? Yeah, like, they're not backed it... up. But why wouldn't? So we know in Hoxpox. Gene made contact with Xavier, and Xavier was able to monitor the situation. Well, and that's so why wouldn't thing. they be doing that going into it? And I know there's like a that's, ten minute delay. Well, I know that's what I'm thinking too. I mean, I mean, you have X Force, you have um, Quentin Quire, you have Domino, you have Wolverine going in, but I feel like there are better mutants to uh, take this task, right? Yeah. I mean, well. I mean, why not send, like, Echo, you know, who has the Phoenix Force? You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, strike a deal there. Be like, hey, Echo, I know you're, like, in your own solo right now, but you have this parasitic cosmic force that burns away what doesn't work. Can we just borrow it for, like, a minute? Like, you know? Just, like, a minute or two. Just, I'm, like, a minute. Just throw something into the sun for us real quick. But here's the and, – and by the way, and here's the, the, the other valid point. The, we saw that all the omega-level mutants can resuscitate a dead planet like Mars. Yeah. They can't throw Orcus into like sun. And let's say you don't want to kill humans. Fine. I get it. You don't want to kill humans. But, like, it's one of your laws. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I get it. But, like, but like grab them, destroy their, their, their station, and put them in a spaceship. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Something like that. I just – again, like, I know I'm nitpicking the story. However, I'm nitpicking the story <laughs> because I think Hickman is a smart writer. I think there's a lot. Uh, Geeky JP says, uh, the data page says Magneto has tried to push the Orcus Forge into the sun twice, but can't outpower the Dyson drivers. Um, oh, yeah. But why not? <laughs> yeah. But why not Magneto, Polaris, and Gene? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, well, absolutely. yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, there's better mutants than just X-Force and only Magneto. 
Yeah, no, I'm 100%. Listen, I mean, it's a limitation with the stories. But anyways, yeah, let's get into these questions, because I don't want people to think we're ignoring them. Um, our first question comes from Minimated. Did drunk me hear correctly that Cole's first comic was House of X? Well, it's the first, I would say, new, like more modernish comic, I guess. Some of my first comics were like the J. Michael Straczynski Spider-Man and Wolverine and Bendis' Ultimate Spider-Man. But I would say most recent that made me start reading weeklies was House of X and Powers of Ten. You know, it's funny. I've spoken with so many people on DMs and a lot of people joined. And we're talking readers from all walks of life joined with Hoxbox. Mm -hmm. And I was talking about this with Flinkman a couple of weeks ago. I think Marvel, when they weren't prioritizing the X-Men during the, the heights of, I mean, it's still in the height, but the MCU Avengers craze, I mean, it did its job. The X-Men were kind of forgotten about. They were not, it's not like the 90s. More yeah, the than Inhumans. Woo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I can believe it. Hawkspots brought a lot of new readers back to the X-Men. So I'm very oh, yeah. grateful. That's why I love Hickman and why Hickman's, um, why Hickman's stories merit this level of introspection because but he, he really came to this, this book to relaunch and like create something new. And he totally did. And I mean, Hickman's the reason I, I, I'll, did, I'll say Hickman was the reason I got into comics. So right I know you're listening out there. So thank you. Hickman. <laughs> thank you, Hickman. <laughs> I know Merboy, you tuned in. Merboy Tears says, do you think Destiny will get a new costume if she stays alive? Ooh, I, I'm always down for new costumes. So that would be cool. I'd be dope. I think she's iconic the way she is. I will agree, though. It, it she. I mean, just looking at that last page of her is like truly beautiful, though. I will admit, but I I do appreciate some new co new costumes every now and then. I agree. I love how she kind of like came in. I'm sorry, Jeff is at the gym and Apollo is walking around the apartment. And he's blind, so he gets lost very easily. So I just put him on the bed. Um, I love, I love that look. My question is not a new costume, but a new body. You know, like is she? Oh, like get resurrected, maybe? Or what do you mean? Well, we know they can resurrect. You know, they can perfect their bodies if they want to mm -hmm. uh, in resurrection. So does she want to resurrect herself? My my theory is, and the reason why I'm saying this, my theory is she's resurrected in Moira's body. <laughs> I mean, like that's that's what I'm thinking. Um, but secondly, I mean, does, does Destiny want to be resurrected during a different era in her life? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Like, is she, is she young, you mean? Yeah. Does she want to be in her 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s? I would never, listen, I'm telling you, I love my 30s. I would never want to be resurrected in my 20s or my teen years. Like, I would just be so upset. I mean, maybe in, like, my late 20s, just because, like, my collagen was better. But anyways, she already has perfect thighs. She does have leathers. perfect. Yeah, she does. She looks great. Just, I love Destiny. She looks awesome. Um, but I'm just curious, like, which – she didn't say anything. She just kind of walked in, and we had the over – She didn't need to say anything. She didn't need to say <laughs> it was It is what we call a mic drop. Literally. Okay. Um, hang on. Let me get the next question. Yeah. Minnie Made It asks, why do you think Emma did the resurrection and not Jean? Is she powerful enough to do it? Is Emma powerful enough? Yeah. Are you asking me or are you, are you posing the question? Like, are you asking if Emma? Yeah, yeah. Enough? I think Minnie Made It is asking, is she powerful enough to do it? 
I would say, yeah, I don't see why not. I think like, here's the thing. I'm not quite sure what their, the protocols are for the putting in the memories. We've seen Gene do it previously, obviously with Fabian Cortez and yeah. then X-Force to Charles himself. I, I, I think, I, I don't know. Can any psychic in theory do it? Like, can Rachel do it? You know, can, can, yeah. you know, Psylocke do it? Can Captain Britain do it? It's one of those things know. I need to see in story. Do I think Emma, here's what I think the question is. Do I think Emma is on the same playing field in terms of power as Xavier as... and Jean? No. Okay. However, Emma is more skillful at her powers than probably Jean and Xavier. So Emma <laughs> is just a little bit more cunning that like she may not have the powerhouse behind her, but she has the know-how, how to use the power she has. And that's the tactical advantage she has over other psychics like Jean and Xavier. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Cole Weather so, says she didn't put their brains in. They're just husks. <laughs> <laughs> Emma would have just been like, absolutely no, darling. <laughs> I was like, no, we're fine otherwise. No, but I think the reason why we got that scene is because something shady happened with their deaths. You know, we're, we're well, and maybe they want to keep it on the down low so only the council knows. So maybe that's why Emma is doing it. Yeah. But either way, I'm glad Emma's stepping up. I, I, I think Emma needs to lead Krakoa. Um, and look, here's the next question from Merboy Tears. Do you think this is setting Emma up for a bigger role? Yeah. I mean, I would love to have her because Marauders is kind of... When's Marauders ending? Is that ending at the end of this year? Yeah. it's Well, well I think the big relaunch is happening in January. Okay. It, there's another... There's more Marauders coming out? No, I think... The, or, no, I mean, like, the X-Men line uh, like relaunch is going to be in, in January, so it has to end okay. by end of year. Yeah. Oh, my, my bad. But, yeah, I would love to see more Emma, because I feel like Marauder, Marauder started great, and it I think it continued to do well, but then it told its story once Hellfire Gala happened, and now it's just kind of like, just yeah. there now, and I think, em, and, and it's just, and it's restricting Emma to that book, I think. I love Emma as a character. I think Emma is a great leader. You know, yeah. if... Emma wasn't on the council, I would have been like, Emma is going to sit next to Xavier and Magneto. She is just a leader. That That's just how the character is born and, and how you should write her. And um, she's really proven herself in the last, in, in uh, so many years, I feel like. And like, she's really stepped up as a character. I mean, of course, like from Grant Morrison's new X-Men run of how he really established her. And like, yeah, she's an awesome character. PGJP said, I thought roughly any psychic in reference to, you know, being able to yeah. uh, put in the memories. Yeah, I agree. Warline says, yep, Emma is weaker than Jean and her offsprings, plus Cable wanted to steal Cerebro to resurrect himself. Yeah, I, again, and I don't think it's like an insult to say Emma is a weaker powerhouse. I just think Emma's tactical advantages, again, to repeat, is that she knows how to use her power in a very skillful way than someone like Jean, who has the powerhouse, but then can easily turn into Dark Phoenix, for lack of a better analogy in this conversation. So um, it's just different approaches. You know, some people got skill, some people got natural born talent. That's just, it's just the way the world is. Um, all right. So yes, but anyway, to answer that question, yes, I think we're being set <laughs> up for Emma to have a good story. 
why doesn't magic just open a portal and throw the station into the sun and call it a day? <laughs> I would, I love magic. So that would be damn near perfect. I feel like. Right. And we're talking about that. The station is creating um, a machine that will terminate and put these mutants into concentration camps and put them on the verge of extinction. Can I ask you a question, Cole? Where are the Avengers? What the Avengers saw the Phoenix coming to repopulate the mutant race, and they were like, Jason "Oh no, Aaron's. we can't do that." And now, and now the Avengers don't care that the U.S. that the government with Hydra and all these people are coming after the mutants. Like, no, no, absolutely not. Mic drop. Mic drop. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think that's what we've been asking. Like, it just seems that, like, if you can resurrect a planet, why can't someone just, like, like magic create a disc and, like, throw them in there? Um, exactly. I mean, they're not sending in good people, no offense, but there's so many more mutants to, that can just easily stop this, I feel like. Cole Weather says, bisexual murderous grandmas. What's not to love? <laughs> <laughs> Well, here's the thing. So I know Dest I, I, I think Mystique, I'm curious about how they can tackle a, a character like Mystique because historically Mystique has always been defined as bisexual. But what is, now that the conversation has evolved a lot more in recent years with gender fluidity, omnisexuality and everything. Um, what Sorry, does, I just saw a comment. Oh, wait, what was the comment? Uh, just let Maddie go up there and have demons fuck up Orcus. Oh my God, that's the only way. Merboy Tears, we love you so much. Like, why do you <laughs> go right for the Xbox? But like, what is what is sex and sexuality to a character like Mystique? Is she bisexual? I don't know. Uh, same with Destiny. I don't know. Here's the thing. I love Destiny. I don't know too much about Destiny's um, history, uh, love life, with the exception of Mystique. So I'm curious um, if other people know. DM me. Is she? Is she? canonically bis bisexual is she just a lesbian is she omnisexual like i'm just curious what what the relationships she's had but i agree what what's there not to love like mystique and which by the way i think we should not absolve mystique and destiny from all the atrocious things they have done like i've True. seen so many people be like oh my god how xavier and magneto are jerks for denying mystique what she wants well, Mystique also snuck into the mansion once, pretended to be a student, and slept with her daughter's boyfriend. You know, so so I think they're in the right to be a little cautious when dealing with Mystique. Hang on, Apollo is just being so macchiato right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm curious to see what they're going to do with it. Uh, Warline right. Comics said she had a husband and kids. Are you, I, I'm assuming he's referring to, they're referring to... Um, Destiny? Destiny. Oh, cool. Can you, Warline, can you send me the, the issues that, that that happened in? I feel like I should know that, but I, yeah. and obviously. Send it to implied, me too. I'm really curious about that because yeah, I know very little about Destiny. I feel like I know a lot about Destiny, but I didn't know that. But also, like, I feel that, like, a lot of stuff with these characters just gets kind of, like, swept under the rug and, and no one really, like, talks about it. But thank you so much for that, Warline. So, Destiny, um, I, I agree. Oh, wait, hang on. Here's some other fun questions. Um, Gene and Cyclops are the best leader candidates out there. Yeah. I mean, I think they're kicking butt on the main X-Men title. I love it. I love seeing them together. And I, plus, I love that X-Men team in general. So, 
I agree. You know, I haven't read X-Men 3 yet. <sighs> Don't worry. I won't throw anything at you. But it it's good. I The X-Men title right now, it's feeling very episodic, I think is the right word for it. Like, mm-hmm. almost like a video game. They face a boss, mm-hmm. and then they're done. But it's... I'm I'm I am enjoying it though. It's fun and of course I think I'm loving it more because Pepe Le Raz has drawn the first three issues so far, so it's just been magical to just look at it. So Mer Merboy Tears saying, Oh my god, Paul, why? Listen, it's been a busy week. My God. But here's been a busy about, month, man. Holy cow. How about this? How about this? I'll I'll throw some I have some scoopers out there. And I think <laughs> there may be I think the next issue is gonna be really good. And I think maybe we'll have an interesting perspective on Emma and Jean. Oof. So, you know, I... So oh, we have I, Captain Krakoa coming up, too. <laughs> oh, Captain Krakoa, which, uh, by the way, the, the, the theory that it's Kyle, North Star's husband, I oh. love. I love that theory that's floating around. I didn't hear that theory, so sweet. <laughs> what does everyone think? Sis, read it on the toilet, make some time somewhere. <laughs> Oh, that's an answer that's a good that's answer. an answer you know what like merboy tears there's there's <laughs> a reason why i love you so much um okay but speaking of merboy uh with the relaunch do you think kate will lead her own team i could see that i mean she's really developed since marauders number one came out of course and um because now she's kate pride and she's on the council and everything i'd love to see her lead a team i think because i mean her and emma have been working hand in hand pretty well and I think she's developed some traits from Emma that could have Kate be a uh, a strong leader. Warline says that's a joke I made thanks to Cap and Kyle's friendship. Um well I think it makes absolutely perfect sense because Cap like talking to Kyle I thought was Kyle's like way to inspire him to 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 be kind of like a captain ish figure. And the whole situation with Magneto and Trial of Magneto was it too? I think it was issue two. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll see where we'll see where who Captain Krakoa is in terms of Kate. Like, I'm fine with her leading a team. I'm gonna be honest. Like, I feel the times that Kate has led a team, it's been kind of lacklustered. I think Marauders is the exception to that. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I'm thinking of that dark period that we were talking about offline, where you know, was that X Men Blue? X-Men, is it gold? Yeah, it's the oh, gold. Gold. Sorry. gold. Sorry, my bad. Um, and, and the, you know, the era where Gene came back and they were doing, you know, extermination. I just felt like Kitty, it's hard to, here's the thing that I've always had. It's hard to see Kate as a leader when you have someone like Storm right next to her because Storm, for me, is the obvious natural born leader. I think mm-hmm. it's worked in Marauders though. I think Marauders yeah. has shown it wonderfully so you know yeah, thank you gene led blue thank you yeah Merboard teasers gold was shitty yeah i mean listen it was a dark period it was a dark period explain why beast is so awful that even his own limited series was actually about karma <laughs> i didn't read his limited series i didn't even know he had a limited series yeah um i i knew he had a limited series i didn't know it was about karma but um, Beast is just such a, I fucking hate Beast. Like Beast needs to just like die and never be resurrected. Like if you're going to delete anyone's protocols, just do that. Can I ask a knob question and ask if the flashbacks we saw with Marvin and Destiny meeting has been shown prior to this Krakoan era? No. No, it showed up 
It, it was in Hoxpox. Yeah, That's it was in Hoxpox. Cliff, it was in Hoxpox. It was the only time it was shown. I think Moira, Destiny, and Mystique have always kind of been linked so incredibly loosely in storytelling. Like Moira um, was killed by Mystique and Destiny died on Muir Island because of Legion. But um, but they've never historically ever been shown together. That's why, by the way, it was kind of smart when Hickman brought them all together. That's what I thought. Just wanted to make sure. Thank you. Cliff, thank you for asking a question. And guys, any questions you have, like, we're all familiar here. We all, as we just said, like, I, I haven't read the Beast miniseries. And Merboy say, is saying, was Beast bad in Beauty and the Beast with Dazzler? Yes. Yes, he was. <laughs> yes, he was. But um, no question is too bad no questions too good like we're familiar yeah, I mean, here with even you. take it from me i'm my x-men knowledge is still really hard or very small so so i don't know why so, paul asked me to do this <laughs> which is so weird because because you always know but like the reason why i ask you to do this because i love you um and secondly well that is very sweet <laughs> but secondly i i you always come across so smart like and you know what you're always talking about so <laughs> thank you i'm glad i could pretend to do that <laughs> okay so Warline says Sykes' young champion's experience uh, with other sapiens makes him the presidential candidate number one. So I thought uh, what's really cool about this question, though, is um, Syke, Syke, Cyclops was president. He was elected president in like, what was it? Like X-Men 1000? Something like that. Wait, what? Yeah, it's like an alternate future where um, Cyclops is elected president and then something starts killing and erasing the memory of other mutants. And it was like Emma dies first and disappears. And then, you know, other people have it and it's revealed that it's White Phoenix. You know what I mean? Like, or, or Dark Child. He was like, you're not genius, Dark Child. And then Dark Child, which again, doesn't make any sense to me, but uh, they reset the timeline and, and Scott is with Gene again. But he was president in that, in that, in that alternate future. Interesting. Hmm. He, Boy says, uh, he married Emma and White Phoenix erased all that shit. Um, the <laughs> one with White Phoenix sucked him into the White Hot Room. Yeah, it was, I really liked that issue. Again, I didn't like the distinction that he made when he saw white phoenix and he was you're like you're not gene you're dark child and i'm like really like no that's gene gene and phoenix are one of the same so that's the only qualm i have with that but like yeah listen i think cyclops can be a president always um okay let me get through these questions um miss uh superconductor which is like the best name ever where do we see this <laughs> going for moira any ideas I see. Well, maybe. Well, with Moira, she's kind of she wants Destiny gone basically, and is barely focusing on anything else. But wonder if her with the cure, like, what if she still wants to cure the mutants? You know. Yeah. Or even here, kill off the mutants. Here are my two things. I don't know what drives Moira as a character through all these lives. Like, I know she wants to solve mutant oppression and mutants going extinct and being enslaved but like what 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 is she in the quest for is she in the quest for paradise because if she's in the quest for paradise why doesn't she just come forward and mm -hmm. be like i've been alive this entire time and we're on krakoa you know so is she looking for peace does moira want her life to 
die. You know, does she want to die at life number 10? I don't know what Moira well, wants. Well, that's another thing, too. Like, when I was reading it, she asked, because in Hoxpox, she's like, oh, what does she say? She's like, is, how is that possible? Like, when Destiny says you can die and stuff, she said, how is that possible? And then in this one, she says, um, I guess she does say, I don't want to die. Well, I think so, she, she says, I don't want to die like this. Oh, at that moment. Because, yeah. and then, because I think. It's a horrific way to die. Because in her previous life, she died in her sleep, which is surrounded by all her fat grandchildren, which is like the way you want to die, mm -hmm. you know? So. Well, and then, oh, here's what I was saying. Because she says, how can I die? Oh. Is, was her question. Yeah. So I'm glad you pointed that out because I think, like, I, I feel personally as a reader, Moira wants peace. Like, she just wants to die. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. So, uh, wait, wait. Geeky JP says, I always found her, hang on. I always found her Hoxbox statement, I will not let Xavier read me again, again, as troubling because what is she hiding? I think Moira is hiding something. Absolutely. Easily. Well, yeah. Easily. Um, Warline Comics says, and Warline keeps saying at Power of Excellence with the arrows up. That helps me so much. Why doesn't she move <laughs> a time forward? on people making them evolve similar to Maker developing Reed in Secret Wars. Agreed. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. Yes, I, I agreed. Um, there, the, and, I, and I think all of these questions are, like, it's not me being, like, nitpicky. It's just that I think Hickman is operating on the cerebral level, and there are layers to the story. And that's why I would I would pick at these plot points. Uh, Merboy Tear says, Pyro... Pyro burned that bitch slow. Hey Siri, play Casey uh, Slowbird. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen. So you know what? The one thing that threw me off and it throws me off again here is how Pyro says "Yes, mother" mm -hmm. to Destiny. And I asked Jordan D. White about that, and Jordan D. White's like, "No, you're just reading too much into it. It's like there's nothing there." But like, I don't go up to random women in my life and I'm like, "Hey, thanks, mother." Like. <laughs> I may call and, people. And mother is pretty, like, it's not thanks, mom. It's mother. So yeah. it's, there's some deep, there's got to be some deep meaning to that. Um, Cold Weather says, was rereading Destiny's Death and the cloak struck, clock struck midnight or 12, excuse me. Not sure if they'll reference that again. Yeah, let's see where that goes. That That is a very astute observation. Um. Warline says there are the same species evolved and devolved. Um, uh, Boy Tear says it's his drag mother. <laughs> <laughs> fair. Uh, fair. Hang on, let me get some of these other questions that came in too. Um, Warline, oh, can't share that question. I'm sorry, Warline. Um, Captain Two Michael says, do you think Creed is coming out of the hole? Oh, I'm going to say. Mm. I know he's getting his own series, but I wonder if that series will um, take a dive into him in the hole. But yeah. hmm. so I here here was my so I, I I had another scooper DM me saying that Hellions next week is going to be a big issue for all of us to to look out for. So guys, you heard it here first. Let's make sure we we tune in for Hellions. Um, but I would have assumed that Mystique in order to burn Krakoa to the ground, would unleash Sabretooth and Madeline Pryor. And I don't see that happening anymore. 
And I also don't see Mystique grabbing like a match and literally setting the place on fire now that now that Destiny's back, <laughs> unless it's a symbolic burning down. So <laughs> I don't know. Do I think Creed is coming out of the hole? Yes. Do I think Mystique is going to let him out? I right now I'm going to say no. I think his well, mini series well, is going to yeah. deal with with him coming out of the hole. That's what I was thinking too, because that was my first my question to you was, do you think he's going to come out during Inferno? I hope he does. Listen, my personal let me hang on, let me put on my clown makeup. My personal fan theory is Mystique it, to destroy Krokoa is going to unleash Madeline and Sabretooth. From some scoopers, I'm hearing that's not going to be the situation. So let's see where it goes. Um, wild prediction, says Minimated, Creed's series is him in the hole and going crazy by learning he's crazy and serving time. Mm. I like that. But Minimated says, but I'm always wrong. Pedro, you're never wrong. Never. Always right. Always right. Um, all right. So Geeky JP asks, I don't understand the timeline between Onslaught Revelations Trial Magneto and Inferno. Do all of you? Hmm. Well, that's hard to tell too because I mean, I mean, well, because Trial Magneto and Inferno are going at the same time too, so that's really hard to tell, especially with the oof. So Big I oof. thought. So the, yeah. Go Continue. go go. No no you. No, go. no 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 you go. <laughs> I didn't know what I was gonna say. So I feel like onslaught happens before Trial of Magneto. Trav Magneto is underway, and then Inferno is happening uh, afterwards. And I don't think Wanda will play a role in Inferno. That's how, Geeky JP, you are the master of all these nuances. So you tell me if you think that sounds right. But I feel like Way of X's finale was Onslaught. Mm -hmm. And then I feel X Factor's ending is Trav Magneto. And I feel like Inferno is the next like story beat. So... Um, again, like major, yeah, like major yeah. story points within this era, basically. Yeah. And by the way, I think they also purposely, you know, here's the thing. I mean, listen, how what's happening when has been a question in fandom since I started. I've learned to just forget about it. You know what I mean? Like I just, however they want to tell the story, books get delayed, everything. There is a real world aspect to it. But um, oh, Chad, the dad is in the house. Warlines or no, Minimated says. Uh, at Chad the dad swoon look at that um <laughs> yeah I don't I don't know what there what's up Chad I don't know what what the official timeline is supposed to be let's see how everything ends you know with trial Magneto and Inferno right now I'm going to say Onslaught Revelations is before both of them in my head canon it's trial Magneto and we're picking up in Inferno with, with trial Magneto over yeah I would agree with that uh, Geeky JP is following up on that saying, yeah, that makes sense. I was just so confused. Different parts seems like they could be shuffled into it. Yeah, let's see it. Look, Geeky JP, you know I'm a crazy Wanda stan. If it ends with Wanda coming back in Inferno and being like, I'm a mutant and like, <laughs> fuck all of this stuff, like I'm here for it. But as of right now, I'm not seeing that. You know what I mean? Um, Merboy Tear says, petition to change Maddie's last name to Gray since we know she's a clone. <laughs> mm. Um, mm -hmm. can, she, can her last name be changed to Gray because she marries Nate Gray? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone hates that I ship Nate and Maddie together still, but um, listen, 
there. I love that couple. It, it just hit me at a certain time in my life. Uh, Warline says, at Power of X-Men, Destiny is resurrected in trial, probably thanks to Mystique's reaction to Wanda, the non-mutant resurrected. I don't think that was Wanda proper, though, at the end of Trial Magneto 2. I'm going to say that. I don't think that was Wanda. I'm not convinced that's Wanda just yet. But um, that's her nephew, says Vinnie Mania. Listen, <laughs> listen. But um, I think Mystique is still up to something in Trial of Magneto. And I think in Inferno... Well, especially, yeah, with her little mark yeah, in the first issue. In Inferno, Destiny's back, so she has her goal met. Yeah. So, you know, but anyways, to answer your question, more boy tears, I would love Maddie to have the last name Gray as long as she marries Nate Gray. That's my very... Con- Cole, have you read, you haven't read Nate's miniseries, or excuse me, series, have you? Mm-mm. Nope. Um, we're going to talk about that for, for a future episode. Um, I'll put where, it on the next schedule. <laughs> Minimata says, where is your Lorno with a cup of coffee post on coffee day? Oh, today was coffee day. Sweet. I already had a cup. You only, how many cups of coffee do you have regularly? Two and a half, maybe. Mm. I, because I, I, I make a big cup every morning and then I just uh, put it into a giant cup. I don't even know how many ounces or cups it is, but then I just drink that throughout the day. I, I had four cups today. When I had a nine to five job, I probably had anywhere between six and like seven cups. Dang. I and would they, literally be jittering. Like, I, I'd be no, I'm always jittering. That's why I'm always jittering. They, they used to call <laughs> me Botwin around the office uh, after Nancy Botwin um, from from weeds but i love my coffee i i survive off of coffee it's i I don't discriminate with coffee i will put i god this is such an obscene joke but i will put anything any coffee bean in my mouth um why can't quentin atomize the humans in the orchestration well i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i told you i'm very bad at this stuff I, the only thing I can think of is that Nimrod, they're, they're showing, they're demonstrating that Nimrod is ahead of the curve. Yeah, he has a counteract for every you know, thing they have. I mean, like, he, they keep on sending Domino because she's lucky, but clearly not. Wait, wait, wait. Warlion said something and was pointing up. The Spider-Man-Nate crossovers, they were BFFs. Nate spends Christmas Eve with Pete and MJ. Oh, really? Can we read that for Christmas? Oh my God! Yes, yes. Twas the night before X Man, I believe it's called. It's called Warline. Remind me. But um, yeah, I love Twas the night before X Man, and it's a, the Nate and Spider Man friendship is absolutely beautiful. It is one of my favorite things ever. Why haven't I seen the parallels before with you being Spider Man, me being me? Yeah, I don't know. We need to update our cover then. <laughs> um, after the data pages, I'm going to go with a Dyson armor, says Geeky JP. That is absolutely fair. Uh, just hand wave and use the word Dyson. Listen, I mean, at a certain point, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. And, and, and to, what, to what Geeky JP is saying, at a certain point, yeah, why doesn't X character do this? Well, then you don't have a story. I will yeah. say the only thing as a, as a loophole to that as a writer myself, I do find it very interesting if you find a way to tell a story of why doesn't Quentin come in and do that to Orcus? Why not build upon a story like that? I think there's a more interesting story plot there, but it's not for everyone. It's not for every writer, and I get that. 
Um, Merboy Tear says, oh, that's cute. Nate and Spidey. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Captain to Michael says, just get the X-Men from 2099 and let them kill them all. I'm unfamiliar with a lot of the 2099 stuff. Boom. Right there. <laughs> and I love it so much. Um, you know, I had grievances when I read X-Men 2099 recently. And when I mean recently, probably within the last year. I didn't think it was um, as epic as I remembered it. Uh, okay, Minimated asks, why can't they just, I don't know, send Wanda to the ship? <laughs> Technically, Wanda's not a mutant! Oh! <laughs> JP, answer this question. JP, answer this question. <laughs> answer that question right now, JP. Um, Warline says, um, Osborne manipulated X-Men in Dark X-Men. And yeah. he knew about him in the first place, thanks to Spider-Man. Yep, that's absolutely yeah. true. I, I remember, I think Warline told me about that, or at least something similar to that. But yeah. One of, uh, listen, they brought, so first of all, the Dark X-Men were X-Men comes back. I love it because there's so many Rolling Stone references into in it. And Jumping mm -hmm. Jack Flash is probably one of my favorite Rolling Stone songs. Right, it's second only to Painted Black. And the fact that they gave Nate that song, I was like, yes, 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 right there. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think like, when I think of that series with Norman and, and Nate in it, I, I'm kind of like, how did Norman really defeat Nate? It's fine. I get it. I mean, once again, like you're dealing with these all powerful gods. If you just wave your hand and just give a kind of like a, you know, a plot device for it, it's totally fine. Um, Let's see. It's a tie to both Secret Wars and the Messiah Trilogy. Are you talking about Dark X-Men? How's Dark X-Men a tie to the Messiah Trilogy, though? Um, I'm curious about that. Are you talking about that, Warline? Hang on. Let me scroll up a little bit. Yeah, tell me, Warline, how, how that is. Um, stop spreading those lies. Wanda is a dirty mutant, says Mini Mini. <laughs> Listen, I want Wanda to be a mutant the badly. And if someone tells me that Trial Magneto is going to end with Wanda being resurrected as a mutant. And I, oh God, who was it the one who told me? It, it may have been you, Warline. It may have been Geeky JP. It may have been Merboy Tears. But that, like, Wanda made herself not a mutant because she didn't feel worthy of, of the mutant empire that Magneto had built. I would love that. I think that is a great story. Um, but, you know, I just don't. I just don't see it happening. Who should the 12th member of the council be? That's a good one. I got to do some thinking. I would love someone like M on the council. Like, bring M or Bishop. I thought it was going to be Bishop, you know, based on the previews because they, they were crowning him. I mm -hmm. thought totally bishop but you know that's fine bishop is captain commander i'm 100 percent fine with that um i would my vote would be m i think m should sit on the council she has everything going for her she's a pupil of emma and um she's basically perfect um warline says it was around the same time and a lot of references to nate being important to osborne as a summers and oh yeah I have to reread those for the subtle nuances. I never saw it as a as a direct tie-in. Guys, you tell us who do you think should be on the council uh, for that twelfth member? 
there. Um, I have to go in like five minutes, Cole. I don't know what your timing's like, but um, guys, why don't you send in those questions before we have to go in five minutes? Uh, tell us what you think of Inferno. Now that we've dissected this poor book, <laughs> the good and the bad. Here's the thing. It's obviously a next story beat, and I appreciate mm -hmm. that, and I want to see where it's going to go. Yeah, and always remember, too, this is the first issue of we have three more of 50 plus issues or 50 plus pages of issues. So I, it, I'm really looking forward to it. And um, the last X-Man says Danny or Roberto, one of the new mutants needs to step up in the council. Absolutely. Ooh, 100%. I love, yeah. I love Roberto. I love Danny, but Danny too. Danny, Roberto. I'm fine with either. Put them on mm -hmm. there. I agree. We put them there. Uh, forget me not is a 12th member. I'm a teacher caddy. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I love, I love forget me not. I was talking about forget me not with someone a couple of weeks ago. I was like, man, I really want them back. And, and now obviously we're going to get them in the Legionnaires. Uh, X-Men 1641 join. What's up? Uh, Warline says the summers was leading adult hope and everyone else. Yes, that was a really, it was just such an interesting era. Um, I Dark not, Beast, so we can call Dark Beast out, or Beast out. <laughs> um, Todd says, why are there so many stories about the children of Scott and Gene clones, but no stories about potential children of Havoc and Polaris? I feel like there's so much meat to delve into. Um, so the one thing I'm going to say about that, hang on, let me just exit out of the screen really quickly. Um, the one thing I'm going to say about that is that we got a major story with uh, Ruby Summers, which is Emma and Cyclops's um, child from an alternate future that was introduced in X Factor. We did get Wasp and Havoc, you know, have an alternate Planet X type future with their daughter. Um, oh, God, I'm forgetting her name. What was the daughter's name? Guys in the comments, if you remember the daughter's name, please like throw it in there. Uh, but yeah, I think there's something, I think Kickman addressed this. There's something inherently Catherine. interesting. Catherine, there we go. I think, oh, after his mom. I yep. think there's something inherently interesting about the Summers family dynasty, specifically Scott. So, but I agree with you. Let's see more of those, like Storm and T'Challa have a kid, has a kid running around the 616 that we haven't <laughs> seen again. And Nocturne, which is wanda and nightcrawler's daughter she's running around presumably like where where's all that um are we going to get a future kid for alex and maddie what do you think cole i would well if with maddie coming back and hellions i'd love it <laughs> <laughs> um age of apocalypse mystique tricked nate into thinking she's gene and he was happy kid acting like mom i thought you died so it wasn't age of apocalypse mystique that was actually the the proper mystique who said war lion um no one can prove gene gray is dead not really <laughs> and that was a brilliant line i love that line so much and nate was like mom your mom you're back and then nate got resentful was like you made me think my mom was alive uh we get lorna <laughs> And Alex in X-Men The End uh, at Power of X-Men. Wait, so it's been a minute since I read uh, X-Men The End. I thought Alex ended up with Nurse Annie in X-Men The End. And we, did we see a kid with Lorna? 
Did Lorna have short hair in that? I may be confusing it with Wolverine and the X-Men. But in X-Men the End, for sure, Alex, Carter, and Nurse Annie were in like a crystal palace. Was there something else that's there that I'm forgetting, Warline? Please remind me. Um, Rufio O'Connor, Mike on the West Coast has joined. What's up, Rufio O'Connor? Miss you. Oh, Scotty, Mini Made It. Yes, yes, Scott, um, Scotty, uh, in Mutant X, Madeline and Alex have a child named Scotty. Did you know that? I did not. Can we read, can we read Mutant X, Cole, for Masters of Comic Books, please? You heard it here first. We got, you know, we got a lot of great stuff coming up just because of this stream. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so funny. I always have like, first of all, I always want to read things with you. Uh, and secondly, like Mutant X, I really enjoy. Like, it's such a great, such a great thing. Uh, Rufio O'Connor says, hi, I'm at the bar, so I can't hear, but I came to say hi. Just throw some <laughs> thumbs up when you read uh, this. Yeah, thank you, Rufio. Rufio O'Connor, I'm going to, oh my God, I almost blocked you. <laughs> I'm sorry, Rufio O'Connor. Um, I got to bow out. Thanks, y'all. Thank you so much. All right, wait, we have three more questions. Let's answer it, and then we're going to bow out ourselves. Um, do you think that Snow, what do you, do you have the Snowbird Marvel Legends? Um, asks Captain to Michael. Yes, I do. Do you have it? Cool. Have what? The Snowbird Marvel Legends. No, I don't have um, any Marvel Legends. You don't have any Marvel Legends? No, don't hit me. I'm not going to hit you. Stop. We have company tonight. Why are you making me sound like a monster? <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm looking for if I have Snowbird. Hang on one second. I, I have Snowbird, but I don't know if I have her uh, in my geek room to show. Um, I don't have her here, but I do have her because I have North Star and I have the entire Alpha Flight box set that I bought. But Captain Duvichel, did you buy it? Uh, and Captain to Michael, I love the shot you did today. That was absolutely beautiful. Okay. What do we think of Fierce Agent Tommy? I was happy to see Tommy back. I don't think Tommy has had much of a story. Did you do you know who Tommy is, uh, Cole? No. She was the the mutant when um kind of like was that uh, her like right after a horticulture scene was that yeah her? yeah with the multi-colored okay. hair everything yeah 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 I'm, i had I'm, no idea who that was i was like oh uh, she looks cool <laughs> and merboy was all about her return and everything i she was in the x-men animated series that's how predominantly i know her which is something else i've wanted to like cover is like do like a, a, a good rewatch of the x-men we animated should do series. that i've never seen it we should do that on masters really you haven't mm -mm. i've only watched spider-man and it's funny, I've watched Spider-Man, but I haven't watched it completely in the, in the same way I've done it. Okay. Oh, I, I've watched that series religiously, especially once it came back out on Disney+. Plus. I'm here for it. I, I, I am 100% here for it. Um, let's chat about that off screen a little bit more. Um, <laughs> They're getting guys, some behind the scenes action. <laughs> you're getting some behind the scenes action. Basically, when we plan episodes on Masters of Comic Books, it's just me and Colel. Like being like, we haven't read this. Let's interview this person. And it's a lot of fun. You have been, I, I tell this to everyone, like this has been such a, an easy collaboration with you. And I look forward to everything we do together. Thank you. That truly means a lot. Thank you so much for, I mean, you're such a great friend. And seriously, you've, it, this is such a wonderful experience. And I always look forward to doing things with you. I, I love doing things with you. Um, wasn't there a version of Tommy on The Gifted? 
I don't remember The Gifted too much if she was there. Uh, guys, I, ne I never watched The Gifted. Um, Cole, where can folks at home connect with you? You, if you'd like to. I'm on Instagram at ColeDaniel99. And we and have that's a about shared, it. <laughs> and we have a shared podcast called Masters of Comic Books. Yes, where... please follow us. We have weekly episodes every Monday. And if you would like to rate and review us, please do that as well, because we'd greatly appreciate it. And you can DM, DM us also for recommendations or just to chat, because I can never shut up sometimes. No, you, you, you absolutely cannot. But <laughs> it's all wonderful stuff that's full of substance. And um, yeah, and you predominantly spearhead a lot of stuff on the Masters of Comic Books uh, Instagram. I come in sometimes. I'm just like, let's do this. Let me let let, let me be a drunk <laughs> uncle here. But um, I, I always think... appreciate your drunk uncleness. <laughs> oh God, man. Um, but um, guys, thank you so much for joining. Feel free to DM us. We have an exciting episode that's going to drop on Monday, and once we get that recorded, we'll talk about it, and obviously we'll amplify it here on Power of X Men, so everyone can know where to find it. But Cole, the only person I wanted to talk to about Inferno with today you know you're the first person i asked like literally I'm like i'm getting so many dms about inferno you want to talk about it and you were initially <laughs> busy you were initially busy i was busy i i i dropped everything for you because i love you i love you too all right guys uh we'll see you later bye guys bye.